Anime Nerd. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga, and games. See you soon. Today, Japanese word of the day is konbini, which means convenience store. So now you know. Konnichiwa. Watashi wa ana no hostess anime nerd. Um, you guys, as you guys can see, I'm still practicing my Japanese. In case you guys didn't know, I should pretty much say good afternoon. It's your host, Anime Nerd. And I just want to say happy New Year's to everybody, everybody who made it through the new year. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your lovely, lovely time. I know time is precious, and as me, your host, I do not want to waste your time. So for those of you guys who are here and brand new to the channel, welcome. In case you don't know about me, I'm Anime Nerd, and I like to do your weekly review on mangas, anime, or give you my take of anime, or even just rant about something that I saw in an anime, and discuss different type of topics. And for those of you who are returning, welcome back. You know, as always, you guys are much appreciated and love and everything. So this week, since it's the New Year's, I've decided to go ahead, and we're going to go ahead and review... My Hero Academia and Promise Neverland, because they are back. Because I know last week it was a bye week. And the week before that, they did kind of like a double feature because of the holidays. So pretty much we're going to go ahead and talk about what they release upon this week before, you know, the next week prior to ones come out and everything like that. But before I get into this, I just want to say, you know, thank you guys once again for your love and support. I really wish for this year to go ahead and be way more successful than 2018. And I have to say, 2019, you guys, we ended with a bang. And I truly, truly, truly appreciate all you guys who came and was listening to my podcast because I pretty much set an even higher standard for myself that I want to try to break on a monthly basis. So, you guys, I just want you guys to try to help me out and break it. I really want you guys who are new to, if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it. Whatever you're listening to, subscribe weekly. I Well, not weekly, but just subscribe because, you know, weekly I like to post stuff. And I also encourage you guys to email me at my email if you guys ever have any question or want to know something or clarity on anything that I talk about. My uh, email address is anime nerds. So it's A N I M E N E R D Z 1992 at gmail.com. And there you guys can just email me questions. And so I am, will, I'll, I'm also on Twitter. So just follow me at anime nerd 92. And I will be there. I'll follow back. You can also send your questions there. Also, I'm about to create an Instagram for it so you know anime nerds about to be all over social media and everything like that i should go ahead and create a fan page for my for facebook as well so i might look into that as well i figure it's 2019 let's go ahead and just get it big because for my goal for this channel is to pretty much exceed all the expectations because year one was all right let me see how it goes year two I expect to blow this out the water and even get better and make better content and make sure everybody can enjoy it, definitely. I know I had mentioned it before on a couple of previous podcasts, but 
I just want you guys who are loyal fans and new to it know what's my what's my goal. So one, definitely increase the content and make it better. Two, I want to hopefully get more subscriber. I don't know the goal I want because I don't know how Anchor use it because Anchor tracks it a certain way, but I just know I definitely want to hit a certain number of subscribers in my mind, and I will let you guys know how much that is. Three, I got to do better on this YouTube channel, y'all. I'm not even going to lie. It's a struggle, but I, I'll be able to make it, so I will do better on that because if you guys keep coming here, clearly you guys want me to do work on my craft and get better at it. It's only right if you guys going to take the time out to listen to me for me to go ahead and produce something. But that's pretty much it for right now. That's the goal for 2019. And we're going to go ahead right into the chapter. So we're going to take a quick break. And once that, the first one we're going to go over is My Hero Academia. And we'll go on from there. All right. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go ahead and, like I said, and start off with chapter. The 212 successor of My Hero Academia. If you guys remember in chapter 211 that Midoriya was pretty much losing control of his power and Ochako pretty much came in, or Eureka, however you guys want to say it, whichever name you guys prefer, both of them is her name, uh, came in and pretty much tried to stop him from losing control. And she yelled out at Shinso to try to help out. And that's pretty much how it last left off. So in chapter 212, successor, the chapter began with Ochacho in like look like in like winter clothes, and she's levitating her her helmet of hers. And I gotta admit, before we get into it, I actually like this character. She's really a useful character, and I hope that they develop her more. And as the story progressed, I mean, everybody has been progressing pretty good. And I really like her ability with the gravity and pretty much letting everything like float into the air. That can be a very dangerous quirk if she, you know, levitate everything correctly. But the only drawback is if she levitate too much, she throws up. But I guess that's what I like about My Hero Academia. Everybody has a weakness. Not one person has like one ability that's greater than the other. I would per se, I guess everybody have a minor setback or somewhat. So in the chapter, it begins showing, uh, kind of going to the backstory of Chaco, uh, that she was saying that as a kid, that she could tell that her parents were always tired and that they um, kind of had no energy. And it was hard for her. And pretty much that ever since she saw her first hero in action, and she um, caught the expression of the crowd that made her want to see people happy more, which kind of led the way for her to be a hero, per se, even though I could have sworn in the beginning. And then, correct me if I'm wrong with it, that she kind of wanted it for the money because her parent wasn't rich and everything. Uh, so I believe that. I might have misconstrued that, so if I did... Um, my, my bad with that and everything, but anyway, so moving on and so pretty much, yeah. So she liked to see everybody happy and so, and she hates to see people in trouble and stuff like that. So in the chapter, um, while Midori was fighting and so she kind of started to wonder, um, 
she's kind of starts to wonder about like heroes. Talk about if I can't even save this one little girl from oh, correction, that was Midoriya saying that. She like oh, remember what Midoriya says. He if I can't save this one little girl right in front of me, how could I ever be a hero who saves everyone? And then pretty much she's saying after watching him desperately trying to save everyone around him without a moment spare, it made me wonder when a hero is in pain, who will protect them? So to me, I thought that was pretty interesting. That is that is true. Like if a hero is in pain, who's going to be that person that's going to help the hero? Because let's be real, Recovery Girl pretty much is, she's pretty old. And unless there's somebody else with a healing quirk, there's a lot of stuff that in the near future that UA won't be able to do. And I don't know if they noticed that yet or even picked up on it, but yeah, it was pretty interesting though. I don't know. It just made me thought like, you know, yeah, if the hero is in pain, who will protect the hero? Because usually you need the hero, you know, to help out or not even that hero to help out. There's always like a recovery person to help out the hero. But anyway, so that was the end of that flashback. Then you go and go into what's going on currently right now, and that is, you know, Yurika or Ochacho and Midoriya. Um, she's holding on to Midoriya and trying to calm him down, but Midoriya's saying he can't and try to stop it. Um, and then she realized that he's not doing this out of his own free will, that he really can't control his power. So she yelled out to Senso to tell him to use his brain while to stop Deku. And pretty much it all kind of went back. Now Senso is going to have his own his own little flashback or whatever it is. So it was pretty much saying that in his own, he was like, you were born with the ideal quirk and I lost to you in the, fest- in the sports festival. And it kind of showed his interaction with uh, Midoriya as he gone. Um, and he said, that made me excited. Excited to show you that I'm different than I was before. I want to become a splendid hero. Excited that I could fight you again and use my quirk for other people's sake. And so pretty much, and able for him to get a response, he pretty much told Midoriya, let's fight again. And Midoriya, knowing that he had to answer, um, forced himself to shout, yeah. And right there and then, that's when his power kind of like, Sealed right back into his arm, but then Midori kind of went into like a limbo state, almost like you know, like when you're kind of like, for instance, you know how Naruto talked to Kuruma, the his nine tail fox. That's kind of how Midori went into again. So a guy popped up and was like, "You little dude, you got it all wrong. I told you, didn't I? You are not alone. Uh, yeah, this time is right. Yeah, it's manifested, but." That power is no longer something you can use with idle thoughts. Got it? And pretty much um, he say, try harder, dude. So pretty much from what I got from the gist of this was pretty much saying that Midoriya, all for one power, is hit, um, reached a new height. And now it's time for him to tap into it. But to know that he's not alone, that all the other past successes could have do that's talking to him was one of the guy who had one for all before, before all my, before his, all my teacher and everything. He's probably like either one or two. I don't know. But pretty much he was just saying that, you know, it's time that he used the power 
and, and something that he can't use with idle thoughts that he needs to use it. Well, I don't even know how to interpret the thought part, but I'm guessing he just needs to use it to his best ability and time to seek out more power and realize that he got other past ancestors or successors that had had it that can help him with the new power that he got. And pretty much that's how the chapter ends. I'm predicting that being uh, in chapter 213, that Deck is going to think about a way what he meant by that. And Deck is going to figure it out because, one, this is his anime. Two, well, manga. Two, All for One is one of those type of quirk that once he figure it out, I'm pretty sure he will be able to use. But I don't think he will use it right away or whatever this ability or power-up this is that All for One has that... Deku just tapped into because he might have tapped into something that maybe all might never tap into. Now that's just my speculation and guess. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but the way I feel about it, he might have tapped into something that could possibly be his own new way or form that or him surpassing all might. Not saying he didn't. I know you guys are probably like, yo, anime nerds bugging right now, but. I'm just predicting that's what it is. I don't know what this next chapter is going to be about. It will definitely probably focus around Midoriya and figuring out what the successor was talking about. And it kind of might take a while before it continue back with the fight. Or it could just pick up with the fight and have Deku on the ground passed out. I don't know. But anyway, that's it for My Hero Academia chapter 212, successor. And, of course, you guys already know, after My Hero Academia, it's your usual host of, well, not host, but your usual podcast for My, not My Hero Academia, but Promise Neverland. Oh, geez, today is just one of those days, I guess. But anyway, so let's take a quick break, and I'll be back with Promise Neverland, all right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, so as promised, I will be talking about Promise Neverland Chapter 118, Face to Face. And I got to admit, guys, I am trying my absolute hardest not to automatically just jump to the ending of it. Because if anybody who have read it already, then you already know. And if you haven't, you one of those type who just want to hear my mouth what I got to say and do it. This is a spoiler alert. And usually, most of the time, I think I should start redoing spoilers. But anyway, that's beside the point. So, in Promise Neverland Chapter 118, we're going to go ahead and start off with, uh, remember Emma and a couple of kids that went with her to go get some medicine for one of, for Chrissy, who was the sick little boy um who got shot or kind of the bullet grazed. I can't remember if he got shot or got grazed by Andrew. But anyway, so the chapter left off with them escaping and they're with one of one of William McNerva henchmen, Zazi. So anyway, the story continued as they return back to camp and all the kids see a guy who's super tall and then paper bag was wondering what's going on. Emma kind of asks for the status of Christy, uh, Chris, or it's Christy, but she called him Chris. So how's Chris? And they pretty much say he's better. He's not in the pink yet, which pretty must mean he's not in the clear yet. That he's breathing normal and back to normal and the medicine's working, but he definitely need to get back to camp so he can go ahead and recover properly and everything like that. So Emma told everybody to pretty much have a good night 
and make sure they um, get a good rest because tomorrow they leave in the morning. So during that time between that, it pretty much took about two days and they finally got to somewhat of their destination. All the kids were pretty much shocked to see a super big tree. Um, and these trees are huge. And they were like, um, oh, have they arrived yet? Pretty much. And Jen was saying that they're almost to the destination and everything like that. And Ray was like, even though this village is pretty well hide off from, you know, the the demons that are actually smart, there isn't really hit off from the wild demons. That's what, you know, Ray noticed. You know, Ray is pretty smart when it comes to these type of things. Uh, so Hayato, 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 Hayato. I'm, I'm going to go with Hayato. So Hayato uh, was pretty much saying, oh, he's going to go ahead first to tell the boss about the folks. And that he told Jin and Zazie that um, to keep stay with everybody and keep them safe. And Hayato raced off, and everybody was pretty much shocked how fast he was. Um, he was pretty much lightning fast, and people couldn't believe believe what they saw. So a little bit of time got there, not had no days or anything changed, and they finally reached to their destination where they wanted to go. And everybody was amazed to see pretty much how I would describe this hideout. It's like one of those type of, kind of like secret treehouse type stuff. And everybody was pretty much surprised. And Jim was mentioning that um, that this village used to have been owned by ancient demon clan. And not even the current demons that are around know about it. So that's pretty much why it's already kind of like civilized. It probably didn't take them that long to go ahead and build up. So moving on, uh, they go take a tour. Um, they first drop off all the injured kids and take a tour and whatnot. Pretty much how to describe the village. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty much like think of a town or a movie and it's run by kids. And that's how it is. They actually had sweets. And so everybody would actually have, all the kids had a smile on their face. They was able to eat sweets and able for the first time actually be kids and enjoy themselves and everything like that. And so just a moment later, while everybody's joining, Emma was summoned to meet the boss of the whole group, William McNerva. So, of course, she started thinking the whole time back around and how she wanted thinking that they could escape and everything like that. And so Emma opened the door. Well, Hayata opened the door and pretty much Emma was in frozen. So when I first saw this, I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, who did she saw? Like, who could it be? You know, and everything like that. And so I'm like, there's a lot of people I could thought probably could be. Of course, my first thought was Norman. It was, of course, because that was somebody her and Ray was friends with. Which is interesting that Ray didn't tag along because technically he's a leader too. Why would it just be Emma? But, you know, I, what do I know, you know? The author could probably do that on purpose and want to show Ray reaction down later down the line and whatnot. So pretty much um, when they opened the door and Emma was pretty much shocked, um, the guy who's known as William McNerva was saying, it's been a long time, hasn't it? And Emma was like, he's uh, no way, pretty much in shock. And there's a silhouette of Emma 
kind of trying to take it all in and everything like that because the person that she saw, she couldn't believe her eyes for the most part. And right there, and then the next page, it was Norman right there in the flesh. Now, in this picture, I'm not going to lie, they do make him look like a whole teenager and everything. So I don't know how if it's Norman for real or that's just somebody who looked like Norman. But for the most part, everything about him reminded me of Norman when he was younger. It's just like, why does he look a lot older and taller than what Emma and, and Ray do? Because if they all was the same age, they all should be, you know, pretty much, how should I say it, kind of look similarly featured. I don't know why Emma and Ray haven't aged, but he, he does. And maybe it's just the suit that he's wearing that make him look grown. Or maybe he just seen some stuff and that would cause him to grow. I don't know. It was a lot, but I'm definitely surprised to see, you know, Norman in there. And I always felt like he was alive because they didn't really truly show his death, per se. And I think in one chapter a while back that they actually showed what he was up to. So I had to definitely go back and see. But besides that, I was still surprised of it all that to see Norman actually back and then the crew. The crew's all there. And if all three of them get together, oh, man. I'm afraid that in the world of demons, Emma and them will take it over and win it all. And so, but it also made me think that now just because they met, ran into Norman, will they still try to make a new promise and make a new promise Neverland and everything like that? That made me wonder. I feel like it will just because the name of the show is Promise Neverland and something's going to happen where they all need to go ahead and make a new promise anyway. So, that leads me to say that this chapter is amazing, and I believe it's this month. Yeah, this month is Promise Neverland, the anime, I believe. And if it's not this month, it's definitely sometime this year that Promise Neverland, the anime, comes out. And if you guys know me, I've been talking about this since the first announcement of it coming out. And I'm ready for it because I'm a big fan. I really do feel like it will be if, no, that's only if the anime stays true to what the manga is and makes, and it's kind of now, don't stray, but it can make it a little bit better and emphasize some stuff, then I have faith that this anime will be really good and promise you probably the talk of the town. And... I'm pretty sure everybody will be like, oh, you need to check out Promise Neverland. And if you like me, you'll be like, trust me, I already know about it. Been talking about it since day one. Now that it's finally happening, you know, now you guys can finally see what I'm talking about, pretty much. So that's what I'm saying. You know, you guys tell me if you guys are excited about it as much as I am, because I just feel like, you know, I'm the only one out here in this world that's super excited about Promise Neverland. Even though I know I'm not, I just want to know from my fans if you're excited or whatnot. But anyway, so that's it for this weekly manga update. You know, stay tuned for more to come. Like I said, I will be dropping Boruto weekly manga review and Dragon Ball Super weekly manga review now. Since it's the new year, let's go ahead and start off with those. And pretty much just keep it going for the most part. Oh, and definitely look out. This year I do plan to make more gaming reviews and thoughts and ideas and everything like that. Anyway, so you guys take it easy. Matinee. 
and I'll see you soon. Bye.